This Tampa Bay Bucks team preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is giving away $14 million this NFL season. Sign up in Vegas and play from anywhere. Get all the info over at circusports.com. We're also brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, this is LeGarrette Blunt, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Well, it feels like we were just in here talking football. We well, were, Ryan. It's two, happening fast. Two a days are started. Uh-oh. NFL team previews. So awesome. Just getting oh. jacked for football. I thought you were gonna let it play a little bit. All right. Enjoy the sounds of the National Football League. Just finished up our Arizona Cardinals team preview. Now we're on to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh man, just so great. Tampa Bay Bucks, Ryan. Let's talk about them. Little year in review, 2022. Eight and ten straight up. Of course, eight and nine in the regular season. Then they got Worked by the Cowboys in the playoffs. That wasn't that fun. They were one of the worst teams against the spread last year. Four, 13, and one. Because uh, people, I, and I, I was probably guilty of it myself at times, go like, oh, come on. They got Brady. They got all this talent to figure it out. Brady did kind of pull some wins out of his ass uh, throughout the season. Their win total was 11 and a half. They went way under. Uh, we were both on the under, although we had them. I think I had them just under. You had them ten and seven, so you know disappointing season. But we were right as far as the win total. DVO a rank seventeen, so not horrible. Offense was sixteen. Defense was thirteenth ranked. DVOA their estimated wins pretty close to what they got seven point four. Pythag wins seven point. One. A lot of people gave the Vikings shit for not being a good team. Uh, they won 13, make the playoffs, embarrassing. They're point mm. different. This Bucks team made the playoffs with a losing record and a negative 45 point difference. <laughs> so I, I don't know why. Why did why did the Vikings catch oh, all I, the I slack? Think, I think the 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 Vikings were crazier because they had you know historic comebacks in there. Uh, the historic comeback against the Colts, and then that crazy Bills game, which got them sure. Got their record up to what thirteen and four in the regular season. But what do you think is more rare, uh, like in a, a slightly above average team getting the coin to to fall the right way, or making the playoffs at, as an eight win team? Mm. Like that un, winning, like we don't see the under five hundred playoff team very often, and they always get the home games. We have to discuss: should we allow this to happen? <laughs> should we abolish? We, we this need to, to change things. These eight and nine teams get in the playoffs, although sometimes they kind of shock the world. I think uh, well, I think Seattle yeah. beast mode that was one of those games. I I like it 
What a team. Uh, under 500 gets in the playoffs. Of course, Andrew Robin is commanders repping that 2020 NFC championship. <laughs> they got in at seven and nine. I think it's kind of funny and, and create some interesting conversations betting wise. I don't think we should get rid of it. No, of course not. Yeah, uh, we, we structure everything is structured. It was more perfect when it was all even numbers, but it's still structured in a perfect way. We don't need why, why change perfection? We don't need to all of a sudden start having uh Palm trees be Christmas trees. Pine trees work just fine. <laughs> let's not let's not overthink it. I will say one last thing. I'll say yes. Uh, when you look back at this team last year, it does appear that in spite of all the injuries and everything else, like Brady still did carry this team, dragged him through the mud in some cases. Yeah. I think uh, even if you look dive into his numbers, he was much better in the fourth quarter than the first through third. Well, and and obviously the transition from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, or John Wolford of Wall Street oh is no. the is the big. Um, I do have that jotted down. Big uh, notes. Let's <laughs> see what else. I, they brought in Baker, obviously Chase Edmonds. Um, Matt Fleer, guard, uh, defensive tackle here. You got got a new kicker. Uh, look out! Their draft picks are pretty interesting. Uh, Kalijah Kansi, we'll talk. Oh, we uh, love him. We'll talk more about him, but I think he could um, really shake things up. And then a lot of, you know, they didn't even draft a skill position player because they have Chris Godwin, they have Mike Evans, they have Kate Otten uh, going uh, into the second Sean, year. Payne Durham is a great name. <laughs> yes, it does sound like a minor league pitcher. Uh, obviously, let's see who do they or, or some sort of disease that happens when you. <laughs> When you don't leave the house enough, <laughs> dealing with a little pain, Durham. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> Obviously, Brady, Leonard Fournette, Julio's gone. Uh, although I don't know if he was that key of a departure. Mm -hmm. Sean Murphy, uh, Murphy Bunting, he was a pretty good. I will say we I quarterback. Sour I sourced a lot of the uh, like in and out player movement stuff uh, from our guy Walter Football. Okay, and I I love some of the like the ones that are clearly like a touch out, like the Julio Jones one. Like yes. is that is that really? A, did he he left early. He's already been. Is that, it would be like putting Calvin Ridley on. A <laughs> little bit like putting Calvin Ridley. Yeah, on. I didn't really. Uh, Shaq Mason, I do think, is a um, pretty uh, decent departure there. Uh, Absolutely. And, and obviously, Kalaja Kansi, we're all in. All right, before we get to twenty, or do you have anything else for the twenty twenty review, Ryan? To me, it was just kind of hanging on by a thread with Brady. I, I guess I'll throw this nugget out here now. A quote I got: This is from a New Orleans Saints scout, so obviously oh, knows Enemy. the division, knows yeah. it well. This is him saying uh, for Tom Brady: "Quote: He was an easy guy to prepare for. I, I just think they'll be able to bah. do more with Baker Mayfield." <laughs> To be honest, uh, he's just younger and tougher right now. Brady was good, but Brady was oh. checked out. Oh, oh, oh. I'll say this: the the narrative is that from Welcome to UAB. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> not, it does sound like it was written by a Saints fan. The narrative around Brady, you know, going into the season, they lost Jensen, their offensive lineman, and it was like, oh well, is this going to matter? Is it not going to matter? Uh, Brady obviously lead the league in like quickest time of release and all that stuff. He can get the ball out really I, quick, I, but I do think there is something to the fact that he didn't let stuff develop. He didn't push the ball downfield at all. Like he didn't. Uh, I mean, some of it this was maybe is a he hell of a spin. Some like of this. it was maybe he didn't have time, but he did maybe <laughs> yeah, rush the, the offensive offense. line sucked, and Brady happens to be the best evolver 
to his offense in the history. We'll call him Sis Tom. T- tougher than Brady was a real personal shot. Uh, it, that that's where the guy. That's where the take lost me because it seemed it seemed to get personal at that point. So uh, I have some data on exactly what you're talking about. Sixteen percent of his attempts were over three seconds in the pocket. Mm. Only sixteen percent. For reference, Baker forty-seven percent last year. He held the ball for three seconds or more. Thirty percent the year before in twenty twenty-one. He held the ball for three seconds or more. Then you look at the sack rates. Tom Brady last year. If you look at all quarterbacks' sack rates over the last two seasons, twenty twenty-two Tom Brady is number one, two point nine percent. Twenty twenty-one Tom Brady is number two, three percent. You know where Baker Mayfield's on this list? 77th and 78th, 9.7% last year, 9.4% the year before. When you combine those two elements, right? Likes to hold the ball, takes a lot of sacks. The previous quarterback was getting rid of the ball be early. So I love your spin on it. Like, yeah. No, they, but I, they I weren't letting Mike, get, you know, Johnny Manziel held the ball a lot at Texas AM and Mike Evans ran down the, fo- the football field nicely. I like the take. But I, I, I think they're. Well, and I think their offensive line is going to be noticeably better than it was last year. They're getting Jensen yes. back. They're moving um, Worth, uh, Tristan Worfs, who's really good from right tackle uh, to left tackle. Assuming that goes well, that's not nothing. Like I, no, I, I know, I, but I, I know I'm he's a great player. But I think their offensive line could be pretty good. And I think second best tackle from that draft. Yeah, I think. I think having a good offensive line is essential if you're going to give Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask a chance. So my take on that, and yeah. I'm, I didn't expect us to have an offensive line. To be, my take on that is, I think Tom Brady also elevates the performance of the offensive line because how quick he can get the ball out. So it's a chicken or the egg argument, but I'd be more willing to bet that Tom Brady, like the regression felt, the mental regression felt by going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield or a young Kyle Trask. From the offensive line perspective, I think even if they get better, they can still take a step back. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I just overall I think they're a better offensive line. But to your point, Tom Brady Brady kinda, does make you uh, make your offensive if, line. If anything, even as an old guy, like that's where he really was. His strength still lied. He he knew where the pressure was coming. He knew where to go. He knew how to get the ball out quickly. And I think if you, to, to expect that Baker won't have but, to do any of that, is but I silly. would say I would say the positive is. And we haven't seen Kyle Trash to me is a complete unknown, right? Like we have no idea. We called him Kyle Trash in college. It does it does kind of work. I thought he had but, some. But moments. Sean, but Sean, he was in the building. <laughs> he learned how to win from Tom Brady. Um, I, I guess the thing about Baker is Baker is good creating play. Like when Baker has been okay, it's been creating plays off schedule. Something Tom Brady couldn't do or never did. So maybe there are like busted plays where Godwin or Mike Evans are getting down the field that he's able to pull something out that Brady didn't. You know, I'm not going to say Baker is better than Brady, but I think there's some, there's some opportunities that they weren't able to take advantage of. Uh, Although I would watch 80 for Baker (laughs) 80. I, uh, I I'd say this, you know, who else was good off schedule? Tim Tebow. And I just keep seeing that yeah. picture of him throwing put that Tim fluttery. Tebow, that put fluttery. Tim Tebow in this team. Uh, uh, all right, look, look, I, I would say that I, I, just the, the last thing I'll, I'll say, um, be, be, because it is worth noting, we discussed it with the Cardinals and the cap situation. Tampa actually has the most dead cap in the in in the league. 
but they still were signing veterans in the off season and keeping guys as if they're trying to win now. So a little bit confusing. They do have a very like rookie loaded co- uh, uh, roster, but they do have the they have the lowest active spending. So the, the realistic chances they can win games doesn't seem to marry the way they approach the off season, which always creates that world that they have to be undervalued because there's a bunch of grown ass men and a whole bunch of rookies that want to be grown ass men one day playing hard, I think. And then Sean, before we get to the schedule, I, or were you, oh, getting, I, I oh. have a shit ton of stuff to oh. get to. And we also shout out circus oh, sports. That's where you were trying to get circa millions and the circus survivor went. are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. We are going to be out signing up for the circus survivor contest uh, football weekend, AKA August 24th to 26. Personally inviting everyone listening to this podcast, come out with us, have a beer, have a drink with us, with Derek. Uh, it's a great hang, great excuse to go out to Las Vegas. And again, sign up in Vegas, play from anywhere. Uh, you basically hire a proxy guy to put in your picks. We can help you out with that. The the contests are so much fun. Recommend getting in both of them. Uh, it's you know you and a couple buddies can join and and play together as a group. Uh, if you're in like a group chat, uh, gambling group chat, this is the perfect way. You know, it's like you and four other guys come together. One, get that weekend uh, in Vegas before the season starts, and then two, maybe each pick a game. Uh, and, and it's a fun fun way to possibly win a shit ton of prizes. Uh, Fourteen million dollars up for grabs. Circusports.com for all the details. The ton of notes I want to get to uh, Ryan before we start walking through the schedule. I mean, first off, I think one uh, thing besides the questions at quarterback, and obviously that's a huge question for this team. Todd Bowles as a head coach overall, 34 and 50, 26 and 41 without that Tom Brady. Um, mm, good coordinator, bad head coach. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, certainly a ton of those vibes, five seasons, only with uh, only one with a winning record his first mm. year uh, with the jets. If you remember, that was like that uh, Fitz magic kind of year. I feel the, like he's never been given like, I mean the Tom Brady year, I guess, but yeah, he's over always kind of been into a situation that was a little dirty. Well, and it's also the jets. So again, like I, I think he's more a coordinator than a head coach, but we like him. I remember the things he said in the media. Yeah. I, I also think that means their defense is going to be pretty good. Do, um, do you remember when he was asked about uh, to comment on a fellow head, a fellow coach, because he was also black. Oh yeah. That We're was all football coaches. <laughs> what the fuck you asking me that for? I mean, I just kind he seems like just a dude. Uh, and I and I do like he. I, I think I even I feel like have mo- maybe last year too. I I even tried to convince you that we should bet on him to win Coach of the Year. To which you said that's a horrible idea. <laughs> he, well, but, he is he is an interesting dark horse candidate, especially this year. I think my my um, angle against him last year was that you still had Tom Brady. So if yeah, the team was good, it's true. Brady was going to get all the praise. Now, <clears throat> if this team makes the playoffs, playoffs. I think he's certainly an interesting coach of the year candidate because he's going to get all the praise for either getting a playoff season out of Kyle Trask, uh, Baker Mayfield, or even John Wolford. So I think he would get a ton of praise and kind of an interesting. He's he's the longest odds. And I think you know while while defense does tend to sway year to year, he does like that is where the continuity lies on this team. Uh, we we mentioned Clancy earlier, like that that remember you know I know another dude that played defensive line at Pitt, Sean, that was a little undersized guy Aaron by the name Donald. Of Aaron Donald Vita Vey in the middle. I mean, we expect this defense to be ferocious. They they br- they bring back Larry Foot. 
uh, and K- Casey Rogers as the co-defensive coordinators always like a good co-defensive coordinator situation. Obviously, Todd Bull still involved in the defense. They blitz that that's his DNA. But you know who they brought in as offensive coordinator? Sean? Yeah, you got it right here, Dave Canales. Uh, previously, the Seattle quarterback coach last year with Geno getting. I mean, Baker Geno parallels. Well, they're certainly. I mean, don't you think they're they're similar in that they were quarterbacks who had a bunch of hype coming in, limited amount of success. Dave Canales gets his hands on him. Gino, we saw a nice breakout season. He fell uh, fell apart late. I was gonna say and, it was for a half at least. And in general, this team kind of feels uh, similar to Seattle in general overall, where they had a bunch of veterans on there. They had DK Metcalf. They had Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, they had uh, at, previously they had drafted Kenneth Walker, so they had some skill position players. Everyone wrote them off because Geno Smith was their quarterback. Everyone had them, and you know, Geno fewest, forgot to write back. So fewest fewest of amount of wins. Everyone was kind of. What was their win them. total last year? Uh, it was five and a half. Five and a half. And I had the over and cash that. I didn't think they would be quite a playoff team. No, but I think their floor last year was a lot of um, a lot of signs that they weren't blowing it up. A lot of signs they weren't tanking it. Yep. There was talk, oh hey, Pete Carroll should tank it. He's not going to be anything without Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll, I think, is a very good coach. So I think they're similar. Obviously, the difference well, no, is that's that a massive. Coach, that to me, that's a massive big. difference. And I, I don't. The other thing I'll say is, and no Byron Leftwich, who I think we can both agree, not a great play caller. Now maybe how much of that was Brady? How much was his influence? But Byron Leftwich, I. If you talk to anyone tied to the Tampa Bay Bucks or likes the Bucks, they hated Byron Leftwich. It was a failed Bruce Arians ex- experiment. Who, by the way, still a senior football consultant with the organization. He's Bru- off doing oh, dirty yeah. work. Bruce Arians doing dirty work. For he, the team. What is he doing for no. this team? I have no idea. There must have been some weird agreement where, you know, Brady wanted him fired. The they owner likes wanna, him. Well, it was probably just like they didn't want to buy out his contract completely. They liked having him around, so they gave him some bullshit job Dude, he, to, to kind of hang. There was a picture of him with some of the the Tampa brass at whatever latest like ownership meeting where he was like playing golf or something. I it does seem like he's maybe turning slowly turning into the mascot. We don't have like get a get a just get him in a pirate outfit and he becomes the Buccaneer. <laughs> uh, look, I. I he also vouched. He went hard vouching for for Baker this offseason, yeah. which seemed interesting at the time. At at, le- at the I least, I mean, if Bruce Arians was this head coach, this to oh, me would be a smash on the over. So it, it's weird because we almost have to figure out like how involved is he? What is he doing here? Uh, by the way, chat is lit. YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. That subscribe button. Hop in live. Uh, what do you got? ZD Mills checking in. Say what's up, fellas. Uh, we got uh, cereal asking, are they going to run the ball more? Um, that's kind of interesting. I think they I can't think get worse than they were last year. They were really the bad uh, running the ball. I think again, I think their offensive line may be a little bit better. And I do think if you are going to try to succeed with Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, you have to set it up with some play action. Now is Rashad white that guy? I don't know. I don't know. It, very, uh, very polarizing player in the fantasy nerd community. Some are like, well, this guy's going to have a ton of carries. He himself said he was going to have a ton of work or, you know, he himself said, well, we'll hold that. I might not be getting all the work. Uh, I, I think the, the fantasy community came around full circle. They pointed out that he was horribly inefficient last year. But as you point out, the offensive line was horrible. A lot of times when shit's getting blown up in the backfield, it's really hard to measure running backs. Yeah. 
I will say we we keep saying the offensive line is getting better. To me, it's it's purely just you get your center back and that changes everything. No, so Jensen was huge. Jensen was huge. Now, now he was now again he's back, but they I think he's I'm projecting he's going to be pretty healthy just because he he was lost like um, preseason. So he was he he's gotten a full full. Um, you know, full year to recover. So I, I think he would be um, pretty good. Uh, and then, you know, second round pick um, Luke Godkey again is going to be taking over right tackle who again, second round pick should be pretty good. But again, obviously a lot of questions there. If he's going to be your starting right tackle. No. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't we didn't we didn't really talk about a ton of their like luck last year or, or lack of it uh, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I don't think it matters because it was mostly like everything good that happened to them was Tom Brady related. Like yeah. fourth quarter wins when they had a below fifty percent win probability. Uh, again, they they lost a lot of players to injury, so in theory that should regress. But yeah, no injury luck, fumble is, luck, field goal luck, all were luck, all bad for them. But. The pot, yeah. I do, I do think there, there's some of this is that because of the dead cap situation, because of the relative, like they're shallow in the roster. I guess it, it's be, it becomes harder to to deal with injuries. So they might not to be, they might not need to get as injured, and they can still really feel it if it's key positions. As far and, as uh, betting game to game, Baker Mayfield, Ryan, no. fifteen and twenty five against the spread, last forty games, worst. In the NFL, um, getting back to Bri- Byron Leftwich and coaching in general, this this Bucks team. If you remember, there were like moments last year where Todd Bowles. Hopefully, they can get him an analytics sheet or some kid playing. I don't Madden. do analytics. No team punted more often in one score <laughs> games and on fourth and two or less than Tampa sixteen times. Well, he trusts his defense, being, Sean. Well, and I think some of that was. And I think he even said it. Some of that was having Tom Brady, where you go, like that comeback, that crazy comeback against yeah. the Rams, where in the back of your head you're going, "All right, we got a good defense. We just need the possession, one possession. Yeah, we just need to get Brady the ball back." I wonder if he's going to be more aggressive, just out of the idea of like, "Hey, you know, Baker, Kyle Trask, Wolford, we, they need they need extra attempts <laughs> at, at getting this first down." I like how you you are just incessantly making sure that he's, he's mentioned. Do you think? I mean, do you th- John Wolford starting games for this Bucks team? I don't think is completely off the table. I think if, if there's going to be a team that's going to add a quarterback in camp yeah. that's meaningful, hmm. it's going to be the Bucks. Do we? Do how do they not sign the USFL kid? Kyle Mag- Magoo. Or, uh, Magoo, Alex Magoo. What about Ryan uh, there and um, Joel the Don asking in the chat? Are we just assuming Baker is going to get the job week one, or do you think, no. like, what if you had to set the odds right now? What do you? What do you? Everyone, every. It does seem like it's a foregone conclusion reading these previews that it's Baker, but I. I really? Oh, I. So I think I, most I, places are projecting Baker Mayfield the starter. Oh, projecting. I don't know if I totally I, projecting, agree with but I've also read a lot of the beat reporters suggesting that it's definitely going to be a competition, which, you know, good or bad, right? Like splitting the reps is never is not always the best thing, but competition probably is the best thing. I I think steel sharpens steel. I think I think we're pro like this is one of the training camps that you circle and you can't you, you just wait for that day where it's like none of the quarterbacks look good. Yeah. 
ball was hitting the ground a lot. Well, and they're they're an interesting team. But I, but I my projection would be, uh, yeah, this is almost like you treat treat Kyle Trask like a rookie. Mm. You let Baker go out there, and you know maybe he, Baker can bring back the old Baker, or maybe he sucks and he takes the the shrapnel early in the year. Yeah, and then they they roll it into a Kyle Trask or a, a, a Wolford of Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, I would say. What's would, the street in in Tampa? We need to we need to rename <laughs> this for. I would I would make right now. I would say Baker's like a a minus one seventy five favorite, a, and then I think Kyle Trask, if he lights it up in training camp, I think he does have a pretty decent chance of starting. Like I think they'll be. <clears throat> we'll see how much power Bruce Arians has. And, and supposedly he looked. Um, you know, he was like well graded in preseason, according to PFF. So uh, again, what does that mean? Who knows? But I'm gonna give you a real quick uh, Formula One tangent. So as you know, I've I've mildly gotten into Formula One, Red Bull Racing, who's one of the top teams, top team now. Uh, they have this this consultant, this motorsport consultant, Helmut Marco. He looks like in, like the in a Bond villain. And he just he's he's always there. He makes all the decisions, but he, he's not a, an unofficial title, just a consultant. That I think that's Bruce Arians. Mm. And if Bruce Arians is pulling the strings, Baker's probably, the starter. Yeah, by La- a million. Last uh, before we talk schedule here, they are bringing back the creamsicle jerseys. I feel like that's worth one win right there. Why? Why is everyone acting like this is a good thing? Like we all like it because it reminds us of how bad they were. Bags over the heads. <laughs> I don't think this is. They were a fire jersey though. Like if you if they played in those jerseys that's and just, played well, that's just what shit looked like back then. Mm. Like when I think of seventies or eight, whatever that is, like that's the coloring. I think they didn't have all the colors back. See, then. I'm thinking of the Tecmo Super Bowl, and that's and they. You're right. They weren't good then. But is that a is that a hot take that I think those jerseys are trash? That's like, very hot, right? Like I, I I appreciate the look of them in like an like. If Colby hears you say this, he's gonna he's gonna attack you. Shout out to our old roommate Cornell, but to me, it's like it's like it's like cool in a Cornell kind of way, like because it's loud and slightly obnoxious, and you're gonna draw eyes to you. Hmm. And it like it, it's meant to be like that though. It's a cool jersey. Like it's that like I understand why the Colts is a trash jersey. The, yeah, the, I don't. But the Colts. I but don't bringing, care. I like the idea of bringing a retro jersey back. I'm just saying they didn't have all the colors back then, or it would have been cooler back then. And I don't think it's a good thing because that's when they didn't win a game. Like that's, that's they're true. commemorating now. It is weird. Burn to bring those back. jerseys forever. <laughs> if the Eagles had a season where they didn't win a game, yeah, you think they'd ever wear those jerseys again? Uh, if they were the, the Kelly Greens, we might have to. No, the entire city would burn them. It's the most. It's a superstitious place, Sean. All right. Well, real, one uh, division note before we get started: they have ten between the division and the AFC South. They're playing ten games, yes. and obviously playing a um, one team. That they're playing in those ten games is in the top ten of Super Bowl odds. So, I think there is a ton. Ooh, that's a of, good nugget. I think there are a ton of winnable games on this but uh, schedule. But they're not favored once. They're not favored once. Not according to the data that our, our guy pulled uh, as of whenever a that's, day ago. Uh, that is crazy. Uh, All there's, right. there's some close ones. Um, real quick, let me pile on your your schedule nugget because yeah. fourteen of their seventeen games they play the NFC South, AFC South, and NFC North. I'm just saying, not a lot of good teams in those divisions. No, I, no. Again, I kind of walked into both of these previews with opposite opinions, and the, the research kind of took me more towards the middle. All right. Um, Before we get to that, Ryan, of course, make sure. Have you guys done your part in the war against corporate gambling? 
That's right. We uh, now have the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Uh, it's pretty sweet. We're going to be doing a monthly SGP stories podcast, ad free, uncensored. Uh, there's also going to be weekly DFS pick'em contests uh, that will have prizes that are completely free to enter for just the Patreons. Uh, we also have a uh, exclusive merch available that's only going to be going to the Patreon. So uh, a lot of fun, bonus stuff, and all our pick sh- sheets. So like all the spreadsheets that Ryan pours over here. Uh, all those and also our preview sheets that have all these stats and 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 a lot of the trends and uh, the schedule with the breakdown. All those sheets, all the college football future episodes we did with all our picks there, all in one convenient place there for the Patreons. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash Patreon. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash Patreon. What do you think of a tag like great for the lazy motherfucker who doesn't want to listen to the show? Oh wow! Okay, I mean, well, not, not as a bad thing. Like I'm, I'm like a friendly, like, hey, hey, you're being a real motherfucker, really. <laughs> right uh, they are some beautiful spreadsheets. I am gonna sell. It. That's one thing I will tout. Um, we went, we made it through the entire preview without. Uh, again, th- this is like our go-to move. We barely mention the odds ever, but I'll put them up on the screen. No, we, I think this is a good time no, to I mention know, the I, odds. I, I feel like we always, we, uh, it, it becomes inconsistent. Win total. This is what this is. This stood out to me a little bit. Because we just we're in team two and we've gone from four and a half up to, to six and a half to six and a half a little a little plus juice on the over plus one sixteen to the over minus one forty to the under make playoffs plus three sixty miss minus five hundred division eight to one conference forty to one Super Bowl seventy five to one uh, real quick before before we walk through the schedule, I, I because the 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 make playoff odds may, just reminded me of Carlton Davis, which I, I'll, I'll we'll link to this in in, in the in the post. But <laughs> th- there's a full article on Carlton Davis and how he's just he's not ready to he's not convinced that this is a bad team. He thinks that they're being disrespected. And let's see right here, uh, we're about. <laughs> We're about to do it to him, Davis says. Anyone who feels feels we've lost Tom and lost something is going to be in for a, a in for a rude awakening. A rude awakening. A uh, Tom was uh, blah blah blah. Tom was a great addition for us, but obviously it's a team sport. Obviously you need components to be successful. We still have those components, and I'm only getting better. <laughs> Talking about himself. Uh, quote what, what when asked what rude awakening meant. We're gonna wreck shit, like wreck shit. Interceptions, turnovers, plays will be made. I will well, say, plays will be made. But listen to this. Listen to this. You know, to to your point, like listen to the defense. I mean, you still have Devin White. You still have Levante Davis. You still have Shaq Barrett. You still have uh, Kalaja. You're, you know, we we're high on Kalaja Kansi. Vita Vea yeah. up front. Maui's still there. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Like they. Uh, you know they they have a pretty pretty solid defensive roster and i think again you know getting back to um the coaching situation i think they are well coached on the defensive side yeah i, I uh go, he went on to say and our fucking division is worse than it was before. Wait, he said that. Yeah. Normally, guys, that stuff like we say about the division <laughs> rarely do you say like our division fucking sucks. So we run through the division get to the playoffs, run through the playoffs and it's super bowl. He also in the same article uh, said people who are in jail now who killed people. I grew up with them, <laughs> played with them, 
broke bread with them, hung out with them, sweated with them, became a blood brother with them through grinding and football. So going through shit, being around shit, a lot of shit don't phase you. This sounds like a motherfucker that can motivate a locker. Room. Uh, I'm I'm ready to run through a brick wall. All right, let's let's talk schedule. All right, let's let's do it. Whew. All right. Uh, first up, first four on the road in the spaceship Ooh. at Minnesota, Ooh. week one. Tough place to play. Big number. Yeah, seven and a half. And we'll have to evaluate that. Uh, get half. I'm getting through the the quarterbacks experience. I will say I'm not falling in love with Kirk Cousins like everyone else. <laughs> Week two, the Bears are catching a point and a half, or the the t- Bucks will be catching a point and a half from the Bears at home. Eagles uh, will be favored as well at Saints before an early bye week. I don't know if that's a good thing. It might be the right time to swap quarterbacks if it's not working out. Uh, we did mention the relative ease in the schedule, at least the pairings of 14 yeah. of those 17 games. Of course, the other three are versus the Eagles, the Niners, and the Bills. Yeah, they so did those win the division. They, so obviously, that. first place schedule. Uh, look, I, I think, you know, I, when I was looking at last team to get a win, and I was like trying to exercise my thought around Tampa, I, I think on one side of the coin, it's fair to say, well, this team is operating like they're trying to win games now. Yeah. How quick does that become a problem when the vets are like, fuck it. When things start melting down, I do think I'm in, I'm intrigued by the week one game from a point spreads pers- perspective. And obviously we like fading teams coming to Florida early. So maybe yeah, I give I mean, one there uh, against Chicago, the Vikings. Game, you tell I, me Tampa's defense couldn't fuck up Justin Fields real bad. Yeah, no, especially uh, again, I'm in on that. that September afternoon heat. That's going to be brutal. They'll, the Bears will probably be in their black jerseys where you talk. Uh, the Bucks yeah, will be in the yeah, whites. Yep. Now at Minnesota, that's interesting. I don't. This seven and a half feels it really, big. really high. I know Minnesota is a good team at home, but I'll say one. As far as like big. Big underdog upsets week one. The this so I think they're I think they have like a you know they have a chance against the Vikings. They have a good shot against the Bears. I wouldn't make them a dog actually in that game. Eagles at home in prime time. I don't think they have a chance to win that outright. And then at Saints, at Saints is interesting because that's well, a big rivalry. Well, and the Saints had always kind of owned Brady in particular, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily going to transfer over. <laughs> they only own Brady, not, uh, not not Baker, not Baker. Or Baker's a different animal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly, I, I, I'll, I'll put me down for one. I, I think. I think two would be a pretty aggressive. Chad is uh, Chad is seemingly uh, fading. Earl James saying massive under. Mike Stacks has them going four and thirteen. I think where you this is where if if we were if I was if this graphic we were looking at right here was the dist our, our win distribution yeah where we could talk about range of outcomes. I do think that because of the shallowness of the roster, the range of outcomes could could lead to that. A lot a lot of things can happen that will lead to them being bad. We talked about the dead cap. They're only like one third of their money is going to nowhere. Like they're still paying Julio Jones. They're still paying guys two and two, right? Oh my two God. and All two. Right. All right. So uh, after the buy again, early buy. Don't know if it's good. They have the Lions at home, Falcons at home, at Bills, at Texans. Ooh. See, I, I mean, those are some winnable games. Uh, that's a tough. That's a tough road trip. They go to Buffalo and then to Houston. 
Yeah, that, I guess that's a lot of flying. But I do like them at home against the Falcons. I do like them at home against the Lions. Uh, anytime you can get two dome teams, and it's you know not super hot, but it'd still be relatively warm. Um, and I think most of their games are going to be in that 10 a.m. slot. Not a lot of prime time game. Oh, actually, worth noting that Buffalo one is on Thursday night, so that one you can just grade a loss. But <laughs> uh, then you'll have extra rest. You'll you'll be playing on extra rest when you go to play the Texans. So I think that helps. I'm gonna go two and two here again. I think they can win two of these games, Ron. Yeah, should have been noted. Uh, the Philly game is Monday Night Football uh, that we were discussing in the first section, and the Buffalo game is Thursday night. Those are their only two primetime games. So another, again, we're seeing the correlation: win total and disinteresting quarterback play gets you off TV. Mm. I, I think I'll go one and three again. Are you two and two again? Yes. Jesus, you're really high on this team. <laughs> I. I just think that the NFC South, it, my take on the NFC South and the AFC South are they're they're more wide open than people think, and the fact that you're just gonna pencil in the Saints or I know every all the uh, the sharp communities all over the Falcons. I mean Desmond Ritter in my mind should not be a road favorite uh, against this Tampa Bay Bucks defense. So I I think there's some spots where they could surprise some people. Next four. Titans at Niners at Colts Panthers. Mm. Uh, I mean, again, I, I do. If I'm going to, if I'm, I think Todd Bowles, where Todd Bowles does have a nice advantage here is he's, he, he gets two younger quarterbacks, yeah. two games apiece. Then you look at the quarterbacks in the South. Uh, you look at Jordan Love in the North. You look at Justin Fields in the North. There are definitely, like, I, I think his scheme can work. Uh, I don't know what what are we doing here? We well, see, I like the Titans, so I don't know. It's tough for me to get to two wins here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is I'll all. Go, I'll go one and three. This is where you go one and three. So they, they beat San the Francisco's Panthers. Tough. Right? I mean, I think they probably just split between the Panthers and Colts. Tennessee. This is a sandwich spot for Tennessee between at Pittsburgh. This is actually the middle game of a three-game road stretch for Tennessee. Very losable. Mm. I actually give me two and two here. Really? Okay. I think the Colts game is going to be winnable too. Actually, give me three and one here. Whoa! All right, you're talking me. If you're going three and uh, one, I gotta well, go two and two. Look, well, you brought you got rook. You got, you got two rook. I I think the Titans in a horrible scheduling spot again. Middle game of a three-game road stretch. We we don't know who the Niners quarterback is, but let's just say that's a loss. And then you have rookie quarterback or Gardner Minshew and rookie quarterback or Andy Dalton. Lube uh, Lube Gaming saying you're making this harder than it should be. It's Baker. <laughs> He'll maybe get three to five wins at most. I can I tell you I I guess I don't think Baker's going to play all 17 games, which makes this a tough handicap. I think that I believe a little bit that Kyle Trask learned how to win. I think I believe a little I'm bit. Not, I'm not completely out on Kyle Trask. And the fact that they didn't bring in some cheap vet, um, well, I guess maybe that's what you would say Baker is. I I, uh, I I'm quietly optimistic about this team. Relative. Bruce Arians offensive system was all about no fucks given. Yeah. Baker kind of represents that. And they have the the guns. They they literally have they, they definitely have the best receiving core in the division. Is that a hot take? Um, 
I don't think it is. No, well, I don't think it is in the division. Yeah, uh, Bills Mafia DJ pointing out they do have, I mean, four road games in five weeks. Uh, as we as we tee up this last section, that is a that is a brutal stretch. But to your point, like well, they, they the actually, ceiling on or the sorry the floor on this team is really low. Like if if guys are not buying in, if they're hitting a wall early, if the vets are out. Things could really unravel. Worth noting, it's not it's not just uh four they have two stretches of four and five, and it's actually six and eight. They go back to back Bills, Texans, back to back Niners, Colts, and then we're about to talk about the next stretch, which is back to back at Falcons, at Packers. Yeah. Again, late <laughs> warm weather team going up into Lambeau. That Green Bay is gonna be tough. Jacksonville at home, Saints at home, mm. at Panthers to close out the year. Oh boy, I see I I think this is this is where if things do fall apart. And so maybe my three and one is is me playing catch up, but I I'm uh I'm gonna give them one. One and three? One and four down the street. Oh, one and four, you're right. I'll do uh oh man. Cause I do think they're gonna be okay against the Saints. I'm versus the Jaguars. That's interesting. Jags are only getting three and a half. I mean Ryan, compared to some of these other teams, like don't you think that number when well, you're playing in are, state? I guess just like for how high the the people are on the Jags in market, I'm surprised it's only three and a half. I mean, oh, I, I, you say you think the Jags should be laying more? Uh, Sorry, I, I misunderstood what you're no, saying. No, I, I guess I'm surprised the spread is only three and a half. I thought because of how high people are on the Jaguars, the spread would be bigger for that game. To look ahead, spots in New Orleans, you know. Well, no, I mean, I. <laughs> I think at that point in the season, like if I'm, if I'm, I'm going to say two wins, two and three, eight and nine. Wow. Eight and nine for the Tampa Bay bucks. That seems aggressive. I was a little generous. Yeah. What did I finish with six, six and 11. Uh, so you're on the under that's, I don't, it's, it's really difficult for me to want to pull the trigger on the over here. Like you know, they're they're in a log jam with all these other teams at six and a half. So so here's here's now this sounds crazy, but <laughs> price I'm already laughing. That's how crazy it is. Price factored in, my favorite bet on the Tampa Bay Bucks is for them to win the division at eight to one. Because not make the playoffs. No. Let me put no, because I don't weirdly I don't like this team as a wild card team. I think they either eke out a eight nine win season and win the NFC oh, South, that, that actually or they're sense. like four wins. That's probably a fair take for the entire division. Right? Yeah, that well again, like I like them to win the division at eight to one because oh, wow. of the price and because of how open. But but it, but Car- Carlton said uh, Carlton Davis said that if you like them to win the division, why aren't you parlaying that shit to, <laughs> to a super bowl? I don't like them to win the super bowl. The odds don't seem to match. If I I'm being honest, don't like them to win the conference. Listen to all the teams that sitting on six and a half for their win total, Tampa Bay, Houston, Washington, Los Angeles, Rams, Indianapolis Colts. Mm. So there's, I mean, I guess like only one of those teams do I think decidedly is Definitely worse than the Bucks, or better. Sorry, no worse. Yeah, the the Colts are the only team where I'm like throw them in the bottom. That's about it. Mm. And so yeah, I, I don't not to not to tease that, any of that, but I think yeah, I keep going back on the Colts and this, the Texans. Who will be in the bottom of the um, AFC South there? 
Because I don't think it's going to be the Titans. Yeah, I just I just think something. Like they're this team is they they if everyone stays healthy, your version can happen. I think right. I think so you, I you got a, to their ceiling. I th- I think you might have had their ceiling case. I I think the Eight fun. Or nine I think the fun way to play them is to win the division because like even money on over six and a half wins. I don't. I, I'm going to because we pick every uh, team here. I'm going to say over. Mean? But I'm as far as my favorite bet on the team is just a, a sprinkle on them to win the division because I I don't like the it feels like it's either going to be a four win season or are they a, are they an alt win team mm. maybe yeah that's I, kind of interesting. I jotted them down because I think you know obviously a lot of people in the chat think they're going to suck yeah and if you think they're going to be a four win team I mean we're we're sitting at six and a half so you can take let me pull it up here. You can take, uh, you can bust it down to four, four and a half, take under to plus two forty. All right. If you think they suck, if you think they're going to be good, like Sean over seven. Well, and again, I think they could be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot like last year where they're not really good, but they get to eight and nine. And, and because of the division plus two twenty five. you want that? That's not good enough. <laughs> it's funny. They're they're The, the wind slider taps oh. out at 10 and a half. So <laughs> I don't, I would, you don't need to do that, man. 11 to one at 10 and a half on the over to me. No way. Again, division is the, is the most fun way to play this team. Well, so Ryan here's here. What would you do? Would you rather take the over nine and a half wins at plus 800 or for them to win the division at plus 800 for me? Oh, 100%. You're doing the easy. Right yeah. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the, those win total sliders are always going to be like, if you're willing to parlay it to that, well, that's good enough to win the division. That's always going to pay better. Yeah. Especially for the shit teams. The shit uh, teams always have value in the division because like it it's that like, if there's only four teams, so the money gets very concentrated pretty easily, especially in a division like this, where it's like the saints. And then I spoke about the Falcons, but that's, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> Uh, I will say, I think another fun way to play this one, and I know a lot of places put up the uh, division specials, but I think if you if you like Tampa to kind of surprise people, why not play them to fit like play them in an exacta? Mm. Why not get them in there, or maybe even just a straight one too? Well, cereal was throwing out uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, one two, essentially the exacta box. I think it could go either way. And it pays plus five fifty. I guess that's also to me that's it's getting a little cute because then you have to parlay. You know, I, I don't know. I I see the appeal of those, so, but I, I'm just keeping it simple with the division. Cool. What about um, Ryan? Like, uh, say if you liked Atlanta, yeah, you could do Atlanta one, Tampa two, thirteen to one. And is it either position or exact? Straight. One. I can find the the, the either way. Cause they, I feel like those oh, are, no, those sorry. are tempting, but that is, that is, a, that is a, the exact price. Okay. Cause those, those Ooh, are I'm, tempting, I'm actually, but I, I feel like you can get kind of boned with some of the division tiebreakers and stuff like that. I do also, and we mentioned in the uh, futures episode, but I do like, and I think you were on it as well, Ryan, Kalijah can see defensive rookie of the year at plus uh, 2,500, 25 to one. He's a first round pick uh, has a chance to be very disruptive down there. The Todd bulls defense. I think there are good players around him on that front seven. I uh, forget who mentioned the chat. They are getting older. The, the defense is aging. So it's a nice way to put it. Maybe they do hit the wall and, and 
nothing is uh <laughs> nothing is is gonna work out for them. Lube Gaming keeps pointing out Baker has a win total slider. <laughs> yeah, you can get crazy. You can get frisky. I think it goes down to two and a half. Uh, all right. What what else are you? Uh... So yeah, that's it for me. I mean, again, technically on the uh, over here, six and a half wins. Kalaja can see defensive rookie of the year, small sprinkle, and then Tampa Bay to win the division is my favorite bet for this team. Okay. So what I'll, about you, Ryan? You're on the under. Well, I'm definitely on the under. I'm definitely gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm 100 taking that uh, Atlanta. Atlanta Tampa exacta exactly Atlanta to win Tampa second. I'm not high on them, but I do think like I think if they stay healthy, they could they will 100% kind of be in that purgatory of not being bad. I, I guess definitely not being good. We'll get we'll get to but it, 13 to one. We'll get to it when we talk about the Rams. I think it's just they have a chance for a ceiling outcome, and the price doesn't Ooh. match, you know, the odds in my mind, right? Uh, I, yeah, that's so like, eight, and we need to cut that. Tampa Bay. You sound very smart. When you're, you're talking about Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay to win the, the division at eight to one, Ryan, what would the true odds be? Like, what does that mean? Eight to one. It has to happen. What? How what, many? Like eight, uh, one out of 12 times. Well, so t- nine to one would be 10%. Okay. So uh, eight to one would be like 12 and change 12%. So I basically, I think there's a greater like to me, them winning the division, I think it's closer to 25%. Like, I think they, they have almost an equal shot as some of these other teams in the division. Eight to one feels like a pretty good price. Yeah. I'm again, I, you I, run the season a hundred times. I, the bucks are winning more than 12 and well, a half times. My simu- we need a simulations <laughs> engine. That's what, that's what we need. We need, we need just, we need someone to come up with fake simulations that we will pull uh, data from uh, 11 point uh, one, one, one. Repeating, <laughs> and now another guy. See, the problem is with Baker. His ATS record has cost people so much money. There's a lot of Baker hate. Uh, Mike there, Stacks saying Baker 31, 38 record his entire career. I, you're He's cra- going to stink. I'm betting. I, I will be taking them as dogs this year. I think the combination of yeah, the, I I think the oh. offense is going to take shots. I I think you like. What did Gino in that offense do last year? They played like they had nothing to lose. Yeah. So. I, I do think you want to have some Ryan, some some, some outcomes. Is he going in. to wake up feeling dangerous? My uh, answer, yes. It, he's in Tampa. We I don't know. <laughs> Everything's ba- dangerous in Florida. If there's one state where you're going to wake up feeling dangerous, yeah. it's Florida. Yeah, Baker I, Mayfield for the win. Yeah, we don't we don't know what he does. He like the strip clubs or not? Because that that could be a distraction. So you got Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Exacta, Tampa Bay under six and a half wins. I think you were on Cancy Rookie of the Year. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I like. I don't. I don't want to end up end up giving out like a million Rookie of the Years. I, I definitely think. I, I didn't remember if you're on. No, no. I, I'll, I'll, I'll share in that with you. I'll, I'll throw that on my list too because it, it's definitely. We, we've talked about it. I've thrown it out there uh, specifically because he's going to be playing next to a massive man. Like he, he is a mini Aaron Donald. <laughs> he is a mini like pass rush specialist. Yeah. And if anything is good, like that Vita Vea eats up two blocks. That's also going to bring up his, it's also going to bring, bring like if, if the, if the ceiling outcome happens, it's because he's helping their defensive line be a dominant one. a la some of the other great teams in the league. Another prop that you have, it's almost an auto play. And you discussed it with well. There's a lot of questions at quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Mike Evans, Sean. How many years has Mike Evans been in the National Football League? Ten. This is going to be his tenth. 
Okay. Wow. Going to be his Feels tenth so year. Old. 2014. Again, remember he got Johnny football drafted in the first <laughs> round. That's how good he was at Texas yes. A&M. How many times in that nine year career has he failed to go over a thousand yards receiving? It's every year, isn't it? He's or? never failed to go. He's never failed to hit a thousand yards. Never. I understand you could argue that his, his some of his uh, averages have come down a little bit, but he's still an alpha dog out. There. Yes, his yards per target last dog. year were still up up around nine, and and he even though it was a down year, I'm he, betting a money line week still, one. I'm getting jacked up. Well, all right, so it's not, the problem with these team previews, I fall in love with these guys. I, I think Godwin's a good player, but for you to dangle 925 yards for Mike Evans is just absurd. So uh, yeah, fi- fire me up. Give me Mike Evans over nine twenty-five and a half. <laughs> Give me Mike Evans over six and a half touchdowns. He only he only had, he had six last year in a horrible year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and I think I do think that the one area that people are objectively missing with this team is the fact that they have ve- like these Godwin and Evans are very good receivers. And then you you add in all the tight ends they have. Russell Gage is still on this team. I, I mean, yeah. I know we're we're sounding like boomers here, but I'm not. I'm but I'm on the under. <laughs> but if things work out, that's what I'm saying. I think their ceiling case is underpriced. All right, Ryan, we got to get ready. We got we're going to be back later on tonight, eight thirty Pacific, for more NFL team previews, breaking down your Houston Texans. As always, uh, thanks guys for tuning in. Spread the word. This is a perfect time to get your uh, fellow DGens involved in the sports gambling podcast movement, going to war with corporate gambling content. Again, uh, ha- uh, help us out and help yourself out. Score exclusive perks, free contests, a uh, ton of cool stuff. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash Patreon uh, to get going there and uh, smash that subscribe Stash. button. Uh, I was I was gonna say something about me. You know, if you if you're a Patreon and you're out in Vegas, maybe I'll Ooh. enjoy a cocktail with you. Oh, but right. Not, that but is no one else is gonna. That do. is a bonus perk. If you run into Kramer. Uh, oh no, that smoothie. Yeah, smoothie. Oh, okay. oh, oh yeah. You want you <laughs> three in person smoothie? Actually, that's really intimate. I'll do a drink. <laughs> All right. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean at Second the Money Green, and he's Ryan. Two down, two unders for me. Kramer, let it ride.